didn't expect such impact, such authenticity. I don't know. I don't think exceptional is the right word. You don't? No. I mean, what's exceptional about a primitive tribe like the Yakumo being terrorized and forced into doing something they don't, they don't normally do? Come on now, Professor. Let's be realistic. Who knows anything about the Yakumo civilization? Today, people want sensationalism. The more you rape their senses, the happier they are. Ah, yes, that's typical Western thought. Civilized, isn't it? That's what Alan thought, and that's why he's dead. The Yakumo Indian is a primitive, and he has to be respected as such. You know, did you ever think of the Yakumo point of view, that we might be the ones who are savages? <laughs> well, I never thought of it that way, but it's an interesting idea. Yes. Let's say things were reversed, right? And the Yakumo attacked your house, defiled everything that you held holy. You know that pig that was killed? That was food for those people. Now, what had happened if somebody came into your house when you were hungry and, and took the little bit of food you had in the refrigerator and threw it down the toilet? Would you behave in a civilized way? Would you like people to make money off your misery? Yes, welcome back to the Dreadcast, folks, episode 32. Our lovely Aiden Half-Troll is back with us after succeeding his uh, probation in the first episode. <laughs> it was awesome. The performance was adequate enough that I'm back for more. It was awesome. Man. We had a great chat about <laughs> we Chucky. I, mean, I, really I think we went it. longer than we had probably planned. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the... When I was editing it, it, was, it came to like an hour... Hour 50... And I trimmed some bits out, like bits that we we hadn't, bits when we were talking that weren't part of the pod and stuff. But we we just kept going. It was great. We had a great time. Didn't feel like that. Didn't feel like that long. It was good. No, it really didn't. And and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. It means our there conversation is. just flew by. Um, yeah, say? glad to be back no, for more. I'm glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. And yes, do go follow. Um, Mr. Aiden Half Troll there. I put his social media below him. Well, that's pointing below me. He'll be to my left. There he is. And mine there. And uh, you can follow uh, the Dreadcast on Instagram. And find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to get that in at the beginning of the episode as well, just in case people drop off and think, well, oh, I can't be bothered with this shit. <laughs> Try and get them in now. <laughs> Boss. Um, I have one, just one thing to say before uh, we move on. Shout out to Langers on YouTube. Uh, new subscriber. Oh, yeah. Uh, found us the other day, and it was on your episode. It was. Your first was. episode. Shout out to you, sir. Um, hope you enjoy this content, and if you went back to any past content, but thank you for subscribing, and thank you for listening, and thank you for your kind words. Yeah, it was good. It was good to read. Yeah. A fellow... Chucky trauma survivor. <laughs> well, he bought, he bought a, um, a one to one scale, didn't he? I know. I know. I've oh, seen it. I think, I think that's the new, it's a fairly new release. It's based on the Child's Play 2 Chucky. If I remember rightly, I saw another open, uh, somebody on doing an unboxing of it the other day. It looks really good. One to one. Did, did we, 
down, I have him here. Did we state, was he taller than Warwick Davis or shorter than Warwick he Davis? He is taller than Warwick Davis by, I think it was about six inches. Well then, Langers, you've got your own Warwick Davis. <laughs> you've got your own Warwick Davis. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, dude. Very much appreciate it. And anyone else that is new to the Dreadcast, and um, yeah, love you all. Uh, you, sir, before we get into the film, you've been reading a, a, a pretty interesting book you told me about. Oh, the, uh, the Final right. Girls. The yes. Final Girls Survivor Group. Yeah, this is a book I picked up by... Um, now, I'm going to... You didn't think I was gonna. Name. You didn't think I was gonna go to that, did you? <laughs> I had an inkling. I had an inkling. <laughs> Grady Hendrix. Grady Hendrix is the mm. name of the author. So he's uh, yeah, he's written a bunch of books. He's got a new one called How to Sell a Haunted House, which is just uh, just about to come out. So, yeah. but the the book I read was the Final Girl Support Group, mm-hmm. um, which was a ruddy good read. It really um, sounded like it from the way you described it. It sounded yeah. Really it was. I don't really know what I. It was. It wasn't. It is. There's a lot of humor in his books. Generally, I think. I mean, that was the first one that I read. Um, so it wasn't as heavy as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Um, but as you could probably tell from the title, um, sort of self-explanatory. The the premise is a bunch of survivors of real life serial killers mm. quote, slashes um have been meeting to, uh, to support each other through the you know the horrific ordeals they experienced the the twist on it and the riff on it is that their experiences became horror franchises um and each one is uh, like a, an equivalent of what we know as a real you know life movie franchise so yeah. there's somebody that survived a, a texas chainsaw massacre-esque Sally. experience yeah. there's somebody another character survived the ghost face experience yep. and some of them sold the movie rights got involved in the movie rights others have tried to you know bury the past and they they learn how to shoot and they watch they're constantly watching the backs um and then somebody starts to pick them off again one by one and that's the the plot of the book and i won't say any more about the plot because obvious spoilers but um there's a ton of references so if you're if you like your slasher movies um even a, a passing casual fan would mm. you'd pick up on so many references and it was great yeah it was great great read and i've just started one of his others because he's an author that i'm gonna i'm gonna try and devour everything that he's done um, the the one I've just started is a haunted house set in uh, an IKEA like furniture <laughs> store. <laughs> it's basically IKEA then. I mean, yeah, it's may not as well be that, but it's essentially that's what it is. Other flat pack furniture stores are available. Um, w- we're not trying to shill as well. We're not trying to shill these books. Like they, we we don't know this author. No, no, just no, just, adding, just, just adding a nice little. What have you been up to? What have you been? What have you been doing horror sure. wise and stuff? And that. That that specifically as a first one, that's that's really intrigued me. That premise, yeah, um, it was a great read. Really was, really enjoyed it. And I'm not the biggest reader. If there, like I think we were talking about the other day about audiobooks. If there was an audiobook of that, I'd give it a go. Reading, I oh my con. If there's pictures, I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, there's no pictures. I'm sure there'll be an audio, but like I say, I've seen two or three of his others as audiobooks, so I'm sure that one will be as well. But uh, but yeah, that was I loved it. Like I say, if you you know 
I think there's enough there that you'll get hooked, even if you're not a a big reader generally, because I think you'll you'll get a kick out of the subject matter and the Easter eggs and the the little yeah. references. I think I, I my imagination would get into it as well because already right now and even when we talked about it before, because uh, I know you, you say oh, they reference so you know, this this survivor this survivor instantly in my head like Sally Hardesty, um mm-hmm. Sydney Prescott and then I'm then I'm trying to my imagination goes okay what if they do meet and then they you know, they interact and then they oh then this starts happening. Right? Is that is that what it is? So, yeah. I mean, esen- essentially, yeah. yeah. It's as if all those girls are friends. I mean, yeah. obviously, the names are different and the killers' names are different, but mm. the descriptions of the, what they went through is enough for you to say, mm. ah, that's Friday the Thirteenth or or whatever franchise. Um, yeah, and like you say, because w- those movie franchises exist and you're a fan of them anyway, half the imagination mm. works done for you, and you can picture those characters. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it's been sat on my shelf for ages, man. And I was like, right, I'm gonna gonna finally read it, and I'm glad I did. I've devoured it in like two days. It was it was brilliant. Oh yeah, you blasted through that. Wow. Yeah, so my New Year's resolution to read more books, and I've like hit the ground it's running. Well. I've, I've got about five done already. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's save some for someone else. <laughs> I hate using the term. Uh, I hate the term now of cinematic universe but but it that that it does sound like it it could if every, all the pieces fell into place you you could somehow potentially get maybe a cinematic one or two film franchise out of that of i mean it'd be tougher say sally from texas chainsaw that was 74 meeting sydney from screen which was 96 you, you it would have to be say uh a group of uh final girls or whatever from a horror f- horror films over a span of 10 years maybe that would maybe me or or you bring back an, an older like sally she's old now she's trying yeah to, she, she's explaining what she's gone through but that would be quite cool and then you in you into you um you bring in this new killer why is it happening that cinematic universe I yeah hate, i hate that but of slashes yeah well you know we we're still waiting on that freddy versus jason sequel <laughs> the one with michael and ash or is it the one with? No, was it with ash i think ash was gonna be in it at some point because that yeah they did a, didn't they do a comic yeah i think there was i think there we talked about this that. on our freddy versus jason episode Thankfully, we've got that out of the way. We don't need to do that one again. <laughs> I like Freddy vs. Jason oh, for what it was. I like it for the soundtrack by Il Nino. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that was such a that was such a like what mid early two thousands horror movie. Yep, of thing, the time, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys getting high in it constantly. Get some awful get some new metal on the soundtrack. Yeah, that's why I like it. And then I mean. You, you want to go on the tangent? We can talk about God smacking the Scorpion King. <laughs> oh, what was that song? It's called "I Stand Alone." I listened I to it alone, the other day. <laughs> I know it. Oh, it's a banger. It's, a, it's it's a bad banger, but it's a it's a good banger yeah. at the same time. Wasn't Marilyn Manson on the Blair Witch Two Book of Shadows soundtrack as well? I oh, think. To what a oh what a film oh what a film oh. That's a bad film. (laughs) Speaking of 
bad, but not for the wrong re not for the awful reasons, but for the reasons that it got banned. And steering back a, on track, definitely. That, yeah, it's quite a, a bad segue. <laughs> um, it's a, it a really I, hard for you to. I tried. I, <laughs> um, today's uh, this week's episode, nineteen eighty. Cannibal Holocaust, because Ruggiero Diodato passed away a few weeks ago, and I figured, what better way to shoehorn an episode in, and then leech off an unfortunate passing of a famous horror director. And I think I got his name right. Ruggiero. Yes. I even wrote Ruggi that in my notes. Ruggiero. I spelt it phonetically. Not Ruggiero. I spelt it Ruggiero. So I yeah, I'm just. I just feel like I should apologise up front for any horrible pronunciation of Italian names that I absolutely like... butcher during the course of this. I feel like we apologise every episode on this podcast for <laughs> any any. For something. I, I, I think there was when we did Hellraiser, uh, 2022 Hellraiser. The uh, main uh, protagonist, the actress's name. I think I can remember it. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm probably going to butcher it again. Was Odessa Azion or something, something like that. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure she's listening and I apologize. But yeah, uh, this podcast is full of butchering. So uh, go for it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Yeah, this was a hard film. This was a tough one mm -hmm. uh, to get through. You you said you hadn't, you, uh, you'd watched it quite recently. You know, yeah, but within the last three four months um yeah me and uh, me and my girlfriend got on a bit of a, a horror kick mm. and but specifically kind of older films like 70s um yeah. a lot of 70s horror films we were watching and i was oh what about cannibal holocaust yeah, what and, about uh, it <laughs> <laughs> and well uh, just all i'll say is when i mentioned that i had to watch it again for the pod she flat out refused to watch it with me. Um, yeah, she she's not in it. I don't think she'll ever watch it again, quite honestly. Um, so yeah, I did want to, and I well, as it pans out, I didn't actually get a chance to watch it properly before because That's it was removed from the streaming services that I rely yeah. on. Yeah, you can't trust streaming services, folks. You know, you can't trust you can't trust people. People voted for Coldplay and the Nazis. You know, <laughs> so uh, people will also remove films from streaming sites. But the thing about this is, it sticks in your mind because you never you know, forget it. There's there's quite a lot that goes on, and yeah, I mean, I did I did watch a couple of documentaries about it. Um, so it's all oh, yeah. I'm feeling. You, you you watched the Cursed Films episode, and I, I watched, watched that ages ago, episode, so I don't remember yeah. that that well, and I watched the documentary myself, so that's quite good. You watched one, mm -hmm. and I watched one. So, yeah, ready, fully fully prepped and prepared to talk mm. about it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to ask you this, Tom, like, just straight off the bat, oh, before we get into the... In, I don't know, Sunday name. name before we get into the detail of it, do you like this film? Would you say you're a, like you actually enjoy it, you're a fan? Good question. It's a fine question, Nathan. It's a fine question. Uh, I'm not a fan, but I do think... Uh, so what I wrote down here, right? I've seen this film now for... This was my third time I've ever seen this film. And each time I've watched it, I've noticed... Oh, like, oh I've realised something new in it. Mm -hmm. And for me, this time, it was the plot twist that you don't 
really see that, that the, where the plot changes about halfway through. Yeah. And I I enjoyed that plot twist. It it made it made the film a bit more likable in a way because the characters were so unlikable. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, I'm involved. Rather than um, when I, I said to you earlier, I started watching Cannibal Ferox earlier. That is literally, from what I've seen, I've never seen it before. I started what, about half hour in. That to me is just seems like a film where uh, people go into a jungle and they get eaten by a tribe. It feels like um, it, 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 there's not much substance to the plot. It, it no. is what it is. The, I, I quite, I did not, it's a hard one. That is a hard one to answer. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Like I, yeah, that, this is great. I really enjoyed it. I would say, okay, it's not a bad horror film. It's bad in the disgusting sense, but I like the story. I liked where it goes. It throws you off. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's one I would just choose to watch again. It's one I'd yeah, like yeah. for the collection. It's one I'd like yeah. for the physical collection for what it is. I would love mm-hmm. to get the 4K edition and see what special features are on it. Um that's, 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 that's a yeah. tough question. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, I it's, think I think we're coming mm. from the same. I think we're on the same page because I. Mm. It's yeah. I don't feel like I need to watch it again. No, no. And, but I am. I appreciate its, its legacy. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say, oh yeah, it's a great film. Go and watch it. I no. don't think I'd no. go that far. But no, as no. like, but it's a must-see horror for other reasons, because of its history, because of what followed it, because of what it did. I think it's it's important. It's important. There we go. Look at that. There you go. It's important. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think we're coming from a similar place with this then, because yeah, it's and uh, well, and I think another another point to mention talking about other other cannibal films yeah because it is one of a trend in uh i think particularly italian cinema oh yeah it's uh, italian um, giallos yeah of the of the early 80s is it late 70s early 80s or is it purely 80s but in, in within that sort of yeah same time frame yeah that sort of 10 year either side of the mm. of the decade um cannibal films were a trend that was like the oh, yeah. the the film to and this is probably the best example of them i'd say so i would yeah i would say so for sure um i i think as well just to add on to the point of the question you asked me um i wouldn't say i enjoyed it but it leaves an impact which is why in my mm. top five horror films my favorite top five horror films of all time is martyrs because that film is hard I would never recommend that film to anyone unless I knew they could sit through it and go, yeah, mm-hmm. this was, was this impacted me. And the reason it's in my top five is because I've never, I haven't felt like I felt after watching that. There's not many films that do that. And if it no. film, if a horror film could do that to me, bravo, you've done yeah. your job. You know, um, I think probably one of the most recent ones, which was on my list of last year was speak no evil. I was sad for a day after that film. Um, and it did its job. And mm. it's still its job. I'll never forget those scenes that we'll get around to talking about. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Very it's fair to say that this film is infamous for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> but uh, but it but it does stand on its on its own mm. in that it it's not just the 
the controversy. It's you know it does it does its job. I think is you know that's the best yeah. way to put it. Really, it does its job and does leave a lasting impression. But I can't really see anybody going, yeah, this is my favorite film. You know what I mean? It's it's not that kind of movie. But... I feel like I'd be more, you know, if we were talking to other big old horror nerds and someone was, hey, what's your top five? And I was like, oh, Cannibal Holocaust's got to be in there somewhere. Like, really? Mm. Really? I mean, fair enough, your point, your opinion. But what do you, what really makes that your top five apart from thousands of other films? It's like really yeah. what i can't i can't really see many points that would do that um and it's specific scenes that would definitely take that very much no. lower on the totem pole for me yeah i know what you mean i mean not that any horror film is is a feel good well, movie no. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, apart from this there, yeah <laughs> they they are just i can't see this being enjoyable in the no. sort of general sense of the word you know you no. see it, you go right. I can check that one off the list, and I'm I'm gonna move on. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Say you can say you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, you know, and it did. It, it did some, as we'll get to. Um, it, it did some important things for for mm. horror generally, and I guess filmmaking. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as filmmaking, like the way. Giallo's a giallo, I never pronounce it right. A shot is very unique, like Italian horrors, because because they're dubbed. Like the film is recorded separately to the audio. Mm. So they're dubbed, but the audio is completely separate. It it will never hundred percent normally link up. That's why I think I first noticed it when I watched Zombie Flesh Eaters. Oh God, here we go with this fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> zombie Flesh Eaters, aka Zombie, aka Zombie Two. <laughs> <laughs> um and i was like hang on what is this dubbed and yeah and this is quite a good dubbing even though you watched the spanish one <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, re to refresh to refresh my memory on a couple of the sort of key scenes i i found a, a spanish dub on youtube <laughs> so i don't speak spanish <laughs> i think it's fair it's obvious that i don't speak spanish so I yeah I couldn't remember any of the dialogue, but I I, I managed to re you know to to rewatch some of the of the uh, the key scenes. Um, you get the gist of it though. You do get. I mean yeah. yeah. I think that the the dialogue's not exactly Shakespeare, is it? I don't think you really <laughs> no, need it's... the dialogue to to really get the gist of what's going on. Um, I suppose without further ado, we should probably go into some sort of plot synopsis shouldn't we instead of talking around yeah around no, i mean it. that i i love that question because i i hadn't even i hadn't even thought about um, it, it just it was just that. something that i was because i was thinking about it you know the last couple of days and thinking all right yeah i need to watch that film and i must admit i wasn't looking forward to watching it again because mm. like, it wasn't that long ago that i saw it and it's yeah you know for for various reasons it's not the easiest to what things to watch so I, you know, I just thought, do, and I thought, do I like it? I was asking myself the question initially. It's like, do I like it? Would I say that I like that film? Mm. Like, am I putting it in a in a in my top ten or top five list or whatever? Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not. But I appreciate what it did, yeah. and it's certainly got a lot of talking points. Uh, you know, there's there's things you can talk about at length with that film. Yeah, with this film. 
Yeah. It, I mean, we've been going on long enough and we've not even got to the point of it yet. But I well, that that shows how good of a question it was. <laughs> and even better that I didn't see it coming. It's brilliant. Um it's it's yeah, probably the it's probably the roughest film we've done on this podcast. I'd say mm-hmm. other than other than maybe Mother's Day, but Mother's Day was quite goofy. Um, yeah. There's not really much goofiness to this. and I mean, zero goofiness, I think, is fair to say. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and right. even things like, you can't really, I, I, I couldn't really credit, say, production values for, oh, yeah, it, it's it's up there for my favorite films because I love the production values, love the sets, I love, love the light. It's nothing really of that. It, it feels like it's just, being recorded on basic cameras i mean it's it is it, the, i mean it. The, yeah the one thing is um that diodato was going for with this was realism like yeah he, and well, <laughs> unfortunately he went, went too, real. too yeah went too far <laughs> i think it's fair to say went yep. too far um seeing interviews with some of the cast members and things that like and you get the impression that by and large they regret being in this film and weren't yep. necessarily treated particularly well um yep. and some of the cast members were incredibly poorly treated um so this strive for realism was yeah taken to the to the extreme I'm glad you um, brought out the cast member thing because the the documentary I watched, which I'm going to be everywhere at the moment, the docu- the director of this documentary, it's called Searching for Cannibal Holocaust, and he's basically just trying to understand it better. And he interviews uh actor called Carl Gabriel York, who plays Alan Yates. He is one of the main um, movie directors in the film, character-wise, that goes missing. Mm-hmm. And when he when he's asking, it's basically uh, he didn't enjoy it. He didn't enjoy it at all. And he basically states that when they were, they were on a boat heading up to one of the sets that he was filming for that day, he first saw a dead monkey float down the river next to him, and then a human leg. And he says, like in his mind, the fuck are we, are we doing a snuff film here? What yeah. the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and I, oh my god, I, I'd be. I can imagine, but it'd be anxious as hell being that cast. You'd he have started to... taking his passport and plane ticket and yeah. all his money with him to set because he genuinely thought at some point the the crew were going to turn on him and it was going to yeah. be a snuff film. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the way it's filmed, it, it feels like it could have been. I mean, that that works yeah. to, it, it, to its um, credit, the way it's filmed. I, I went back and I watched a couple of the... Uh, the specifically the kill scenes um mm. towards the mm. end of the film yeah to see yeah. how real i was thinking like oh what are the effects like i'd not really in in doing the research and, and thinking about it focused quite a lot on um other areas stuff for the animals and and yeah that we'll get to and i thought you know what i've not actually looked at the film itself here quite so much i probably should you know make a few notes on that mm. um so i had a look at at the 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 murder scenes yeah. and because of the way it's shot and it's grainy mm. handy cam sort of footage and it's shaky stuff everything does kind of look real yeah uh, nothing stands out as being particularly hokey or you know homemade special effects it, it, everything kind of looks like well yeah it, it looks real it looks the part 
I mean, I I flinched when someone's Johnson was getting. Uh, yeah, that was um, the scene I was thinking. Yeah, that about. Was, <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, that was um, it. It goes. I could talk forever about this. This sort of style, like it goes back to say Blair Witch. How I love Blair Witch Project. They don't feel like actors. No, they don't. They don't feel like you're watching. Okay, I've seen. They might be having another film. I've seen. Okay, I'm not. I'm not too afraid for their lives. Blair Witch. I'm like, are you guys all right? It's, then you. It feels natural. It feels organic. It feels real. And like you said with this, it, if the camera was positioned on the tripod, lighting over there, yeah, uh, fake wind machine, it just, it just would. Yeah. It would look so phony. And that that POV. I mean, it was one of the original. Not the originator of POV, but one of the pioneers because it was such an important film of POV. Mm-hmm. That camera adds everything. That like that grainy sepia tone yeah. camera. It adds more horror to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, the plot. The plot is um, the plot, it's kind of a film of two halves, really. Um, yeah, it's about a professor looking for go, going to the uh, Amazon rainforest. It was shot shot in Colombia, um, basically looking for four uh, film uh, producers, uh, independent young filmmakers uh, that have gone missing. Um, they went to film these uh, cannibalistic tribes in the Amazon rainforest, and they've gone missing. The professor's gone to look for them. And what he finds doesn't necessarily turn out to be... I don't know how to describe it. I mean, no, we're going to go into the spoilers anyway. The second part of the film, once he is... Uh, he, he's, 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 the professor's gone into the jungle. He's been accepted by one of the tribes, which I have written down here. They are the tree people, a.k.a. the Yanomamo, Yanomamo tribe. He's accepted by them mm-hmm. be by eating intestines because they are cannibals they themselves have the film footage of these uh the, the these uh, yeah films the film uh god i'm losing my words here. The producers independent film directors that have gone missing he manages to bring the film back to new york i mean watches, he finds the skeletons he f- yeah he finds as everything as well <laughs> yeah everything brings the film back and as they're looking through the film Things don't seem to be how you thought they were. The four film directors have completely antagonized and brutalized these tribes yeah. to a point where you're kind of on the side of the cannibals here. You're kind of like, okay, do you know what? White man is a dick. Coming into your neighborhood, yeah, messing up your neighborhood, uh, killing your your tribesmen and women for 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 just their own gain, because then we find out later a lot of their other work is all set up just for their own gain. They're killing people, um, and that yeah, that's where this film with two halves. You kind of it's kind of like a twist. You kind of turn to the side of okay, we're not just exploiting the fact that these tribes in the Amazon are cannibals and making the audience think eh, everyone out there is just savages. You know. It's, there's a reason behind it yeah that's what you're expecting isn't it that uh you know it's it's these savage tribes and mm. and then we we find out 
as they're, they're watching the raw footage that they kind of bring it on themselves. And that's, that's you know, that was deliberate. It's meant to be a, a commentary on, you know, Western colonialism mm. and... Um, By the way, I'm awful at describing the plot off the top of my head. So just, uh, <laughs> maybe you should do that next I, time. I think you did a pretty. I think you did a good <laughs> job. I think you did a good job. But it is so. Yeah. The, so as you say, the second half, the second half of the film is um, Professor Monroe basically saying because because the, the reason he goes looking for it is that they want to put it on TV, don't they? They want to make a US, yeah. Uh, it's US TV. They want to make a a special, and he yeah. he sort of says, "Well, I find this footage, but before we." talk about making it a program yeah maybe you should watch it and uh and yeah we see that yeah it was it was the film crew just being awful being horrendous people yeah um, not kind of getting what be. they deserve really they really the do they they are awful awful people horrible people <laughs> and yeah, the, some of the stuff they do. I mean, yeah, the the tribe, the, all the tribes that we see, I think there's maybe three. I think there's three tribes. Um, I think there's there's, there's definitely sure. two. There's, there's the three least, people. There's certainly two. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're not all saints. Let's get that out of the way. They're not saints because we see some of their own ritualistic stuff they get on with, yeah. with their own tribes people, um, which is... The first and they're warring. Thing. They're warring with each yeah. other and stuff. So yeah, they, but but the point is that like that's that's what that's, that's fair them. enough. Yeah, whatever. That's them. Yeah. But they um, went in and like deliberately antagonized and it's uh, and brutalized and and yeah, uh, to try and set up more action set pieces. I guess you'd say. Um, and yeah, we're just awful. So. <laughs> I mean, so that's yeah, that's kind of the and then you know got their comeuppance and did they we ever? see we see how oh my how God. that how that happens so through the through this framing of you know everybody watching this found footage for the for the first time um, so it's yeah notoriously violent um, it is I mean notorious... six minutes in six minutes yeah. in we have cannibalism <laughs> I, I, I timestamp that. Yeah, notorious for its violence, its depictions of violence and sexual assault, oh, um, yeah. and violence towards animals, and it's. I think it's that that people have the problem with more than yeah the 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 cannibalism or the violence towards people, and even the even the the, the rape scenes and the sexual violence. It's the fact that the violence towards animals throughout this film is real yep it's all and there is no reason for it to be real no no it's it's horrible it's it is it really is and um dirato said several times on interview that it's like you know well i was striving for realism i was striving for realism and that seems to be a recurring his kind of stock response to anybody any questions anybody's ever asked him anybody yeah. ever did ask him about the extremes he went to and he kind of tried to justify it by saying well all the animals we killed were eaten by the cast or the crew and you know yeah. um and also you know you you can't you need to see where the food production comes from you can't sit there eating a beef burger and not know where it comes from and i kind of agree with that part i think that's a fair point i don't need to see 
a monkey being like shot for no reason in a, in a horror film. There's no need for it, regardless of who ate it afterwards. Oh. It's just it doesn't need to be done. No, the monkey got it evil. Monkey didn't get the pig got shot. The pig the got mon- shot. The monkey got um, not even his head chopped off. He got oh god, I remember. I back to what we just said about this film. I'll never forget these scenes. The monkey got um, an, uh, like a small shank or machete to the the head, but it wasn't even. Mm-hmm. It was like in the middle of his skull. And cut. It was just yeah. It was and it was too much. It was. It's you horrible. know what's worse? Two monkeys died because yeah. they reshot that scene. So this, that makes it even fucking worse. Oh no! <laughs> oh, so I you... think in total, oh, I, ca- I, I I tried to find a list of animals. So there's a there's something called a cote. C-O-A-T-I. I think they call it a muskrat in the film. Mm. Um, there's the turtle, there's a tarantula, two yes. monkeys and a pig. So, that is at six, six animals. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's, like I say, it's all unnecessary because I don't need my, I don't need any of my films to be that real. There's no need for that. No. But some of those kills are just unnecessary anyway. Like the, the the spider that gets uh, the tarantula that gets yeah the it's just there's, <laughs> yeah. there's no need to kill it <laughs> they are literally like just any animal that wanders within arm's reach is getting off just because it's there and we've got a machete yeah it was it's on awful. her shoulder wasn't it it was just on mm. her shoulder uh one of the uh filmmakers <laughs> other one just brushes it off with the machete Whack, whack. It's, it's already on the floor. Leave it alone. <laughs> it's so fine. Bad. It's so um, unnecessary. I mean, on that on that documentary, the the, the director of this documentary, he, he visits uh, the rainforest and gets to meet up with some tribes people who were part part of the the film. They were act. They they're like some of the last remaining people that were alive that were. I would, I, it's using the term actors loosely. They acted in this film as tribespeople, even though they're not actors. They were like extras. But they said um, the turtle itself. Oh, where did I? I know it down. Oh no, I've lost my notes. Uh, there it is. So they supplied the turtle. Their tribe themselves supplied, like right. their their real tribe supplied the turtle, and it was all cooked and eaten by the the cast and crew itself. So it was in theory swimming around or that they shot one swimming around and then handed them the one that they had caught. So mm-hmm. no one on the actual cast and crew had killed it, but you still don't want to see. You don't want to see that. They, they, yeah, they butcher it. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even clean butchery. It's like they're playing with it. It's, yeah. it's grim. And like, you know, I, I'm a I'm a meat eater. I eat meat, and like I said, I'm prepared to sort of see where food comes from, and yeah, because it's a little bit hypocritical, I think, if you don't. But I don't need it, the film didn't need to be that real. I don't no. think it's necessary in the the context of shooting a movie to just wreck up a lot of animals. It's almost it's like just, did, they did, it's almost like they did it for filling filling time. They needed to pad out the film a bit, and and to make it sh- yeah, just we need some more shock. What yeah. can we do? Machete that monkey's head off, like why not? <laughs> it's, it is. It's it's really. It's not. 
it's not just you can't justify it to me. I think no, 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 not at all. And they also apparently they felt on the interview they said live at the use of live animals was like normal and fine to them that the tribes people using in the film. And apparently they were like uh, the sort of director showed them the film Cannibal Holocaust, and the the real tribes person was saying you did a really good job of portraying you know all the animal murder. <laughs> oh. Okay. Great, okay, because it's normal to them, um, especially the the way the tribes were fishing. They were fishing at times. Apparently, mm-hmm. that that got a big little golf okay. clap. But uh, but they also said it was a bit violent. The film, but the animal stuff was fine. The animal stuff was normal. Yeah. It's a bit violent. The film. Oh, that's that's interesting. That is I'm interesting. glad I'm glad we're getting the animal stuff out of the way now. Yeah. Well, and like I say, like we said before we before we start, there's a lot of big talking points to go at, yeah. I think. Um, but that, that I think that leads into talking about sort of how this was received by audiences generally. So yeah. this was banned in over 50 countries mm-hmm. um, and is still banned in some. I'm not entirely sure which. I probably could have spent I a will look a right now. research there. But um, it was only unbanned in the UK in 2001. But that was still with six minutes worth of cuts. Uh, and it wasn't until 2011 mm. that it was passed again by BBFC with only 15 seconds cut from it. So that's, you know, that's, well, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, but still pretty recent in the scheme of things. The only cut footage I know of, which is nothing compared to what's still in the film, is the piranha scene with. Um... They were gonna have a guy, uh, an actual amputee, and then attach a prosthetic leg. Oh right! And he would be tied to this uh, this log, and they'd lower him into the river, and then come back up. And there's all these piranhas gnawing on his leg, and keeps going and going until there's literally like bone and just bits of flesh left. That's not in the film, but keeping everything else is fine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we can't have that. That, that, seems, oh. that just that must have just been cut for time then. That must yeah, have just yeah. been a runtime cut. <laughs> yeah, well everything else oh yes yes please thank you please, but yeah please. and um but 10 days 10 days after this film uh was released the italian government seized it and yeah. charged um ruggiero with is it indecency or i can't remember what the exact Not charge was overly sure uh I think I think it was like publication of obscene imagery or something to that effect. Charge with obscenity. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um sad note, this film came out four days before I was born. <laughs> Wait. Not that that's really relevant to anything, but twenty first of June. I thought you were much younger than that. Oh, thank you very much. No. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh god, I feel like a excitable kid now trying to get a, an adult on my podcast because <laughs> i'm certainly not an adult um well you don't look it sir you don't look a day over being born in 81 oh no, sorry my bad in the, in the states in the states it came out four days before my birthday the original date was 1980 wasn't it well, no the, in with the, the states time, it was 85 with the time um, difference yeah but uh, 
Yeah, so so he was, he was up on obscenity charges. Yeah, and again, it was for it was largely for the animal stuff yeah. that those charges were brought. Um, but there is. Didn't he get charged? Now I haven't looked this up. Um, I'm a very busy man. I've always <laughs> been under the impression something I've I don't I never I never want to do this something I I don't I never want to say oh I heard this one time. Because I never want to be. Think I know what you're going to say, but go on. I never want to be this person. But I've always had this sort of bit of trivia in my mind for so long, probably ever since university, that he was charged as well with, um, like the deaths of the uh the cast because because they went into hiding, didn't they? No, I don't know if that's legit. I've seen conflicting things about this. So yeah, yeah generally people say, or, or it's generally believed that it was ch- it it led on to charges that he'd murdered these people. Because yeah, one thing he yeah. did, one thing he did, and again coming back to that that striving for realism, he yeah. made all the actors sign um, a contract to say that they wouldn't appear in anything else for a year until uh, for a year after the film's released. Yeah. So they could sort of play on this: is it real? Mm. um buzz that they, they they had going um and then when this court case happened yeah it's generally believed that people started asking well are those people really alive or are they mm. actually dead and he had to contact them and bring them out of hiding that's it that's uh, it. but i've seen a couple of different interviews with the man himself where he confirms that story Mm. And other cast members confirm that story, but then I've also seen an interview with him where he says, "No, that's that's not true." So I'm not mm. entirely sure just where the truth lies there because I've seen conflicting, um, conflicting stories from Dirato himself and various other people that were very close to the production. Uh, I almost want to believe it was true because he's a fucking madman. I mean, given like, <laughs> yeah, given given how he comes across in, or yeah. how he did come across in interviews that I've seen, and given how the cast members talk about him in interviews that I've seen, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I get the impression that he was horrendous to work for. Oh God! Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't give a shit. He didn't Everybody give a shit. hated being in that film, and yeah, and he really doesn't give a fuck. Um, which no. I'm not sure if I admire or if it makes me like him less. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, yeah, because like from a from an artistic standpoint, like be, do your best work, make the film as realistic as you can, and things like that. But I think yeah. there's a very strong argument to say he went too far. Um, very strong, very and like, strong. and beyond like what you've heard about, like other notorious directors that were difficult, like Kubrick, for example, or um, I can't think of somebody else off the top of my head, but you know what I mean. There's, there's, there's actors and directors that are hard work, supposedly hard work, but I mean, yeah, he really did not give a fuck how whether people were comfortable or no, no, he really happy. didn't. <laughs> oh, so two things. Like, yeah, that was it. I was just about to say like, this was distributed by as well, by a very reputable production company, United artists entertainment as well. So f- they, 
they wouldn't have distributed it without seeing it, obviously. So that's got to be a gamble for that company as well to take this this I would call him a, re- a renegade director. Who I mean, he, he he's done some big film. He did a House at the Edge of the Park, which is actually quite a mm-hmm. good film. Um, but they wouldn't have uh, just put it out there without. Oh shit, we didn't know what we were putting out there. Yeah. That's got to be quite a gamble on their behalf as well. To then to then um, go on in the future with him getting these charges, all these problems, the film being banned. It's almost like what were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> It is. I mean, it's mad. And the point so, you uh, mentioned, sorry, the point you mentioned about no. the actors not being able to um, had to sign waivers and potentially not being able to act. When I started watching Cannibal Ferox earlier, which is 1981, there were two actors straight away in that from Holocaust. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, blonde, uh, the blonde guy with the, the little pencil. Mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. He's in it, and so is the professor. He's play, he plays a cop in Ferox. Oh. Yeah. But like you say, if it was for a year, 80, 81, it, it may, depending on production uh, timeline, you know, it might, it might work. They might, I mean, it may possib- have shot. Because they, because they effectively came out of hiding. If this story is true about them coming out yeah. of hiding for the court case, then I guess it, the contract is maybe null and void at that point. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe. they, they had to do it. I, I don't know, but that's that again. Is it another myth that's tied up with the production of this film? I don't know. I guess it's 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 one of those notorious films that has a mm. lot of stories around it. Um, we'll so leave yeah, that as a myth, not a fact on the dreadcast, and not something I heard down the pub. It's a potential myth. It may be true. It may be false. <laughs> Unconfirmed. Like I said, I've heard I've heard both. Um both it claimed to be true and, and uh exaggeration on yeah you know, the the media uh on the part of the media. So it's I don't know. But yeah, like you say, it's it's one of the it, it's one of the notorious facts about this uh mm. this film and one of the reasons why it is and remains to be notorious. One one thing, the first thing I, I actually wanted to bring up, even though we are 50 minutes in, um, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> did you get this? Did you? Did, did, obviously, you watched the, the infamous Spanish version. Yes. Uh, the infamous. It is the you, best version. Yes, the best version. <laughs> um, the score. The score, of the, the tone of the score of this film is so batshit polar opposite. Yeah, I've been humming it ever since I watched the film. Da, 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 da. It's it's like <laughs> it's yeah, what? I don't know, like sons and daughters or some yeah. sort of like yeah. daytime soap opera. It's yeah, yeah it's so weird. The it opening is, credits, the opening fucking credits where we're 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 in a plane panning over the Amazon, different shots, Jared Dardo, and a couple of. Them credited people and then suddenly the title cannibal holocaust with this lovely (laughs) but the words cannibal holocaust those are two (laughs) striking words that mean bad things Mm -hmm. (laughs) suddenly happy music and that music is is played through some of the hardest points in the film it i think it's more impactful than say 
because <laughs> you know, it's so <laughs> such a tone shift. It is apparently. I'm, I'm I'm taking this from the trivia on IMDb, so you know, oh, yeah, I can't necessarily it. take it as, as real. <laughs> but a small segment of music from something called "Don't Torture a Duckling" is used oh. in this film. <laughs> I have that on VHS over there. Ah, yeah. Well, there you go. That just the title just made me laugh, given what we've talked about the animals, treatment of animals. <laughs> I've never seen it. I I believe the I've never seen it. It's been on my list for a long time, and I believe the title of Duckling is used in a more of a descriptive term rather than uh, literally a duckling. Because that would be a weird film if the film is just sent is just <laughs> centered around the torture of a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <it'd> be unique. <laughs> but yeah, man, the score that that stuck that stuck with me. That and that and the specific shots, that score, I, mm -hmm. I've been humming it for days. It's, it's not a horror score. It's just no. bizarre. No, it's it, not. It would, it would really, if you could really trick someone with that, if if you played the film, you know, they're panning over the Amazon, the score kicks in. And then when you the title's about to come up, you, you could just say to someone, "Oh, just see this on my phone." Uh, and we're back to so so they miss the part where it says "Cannibal Holocaust." They think yeah. they're watching a lovely adventure film in the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a nature documentary. It's, it's, David Atterbury's <laughs> going to pop by any minute now <laughs> and bash a monkey's yeah. head in. Possibly missing a limb. Huh. Yeah. But that was my was my first point. I, I just I mean to bring that up. Um, shot on a hundred grand. That's uh, I mean it feels like it, but at the same time that's still low. Maybe yeah. for the time, but still it's. I mean, it's shot on location, so I, I'm. Yeah. I mean what? What I can't, I'm just trying to think of what they spent the money on because. Well, I mean, the act, pay pay the actors probably. It's paying um, the actors, but in terms of effects, there's not a huge amount. No, and the, the the effects the effects for the most part are quite minimal at times. I mean, I mean they're, given, they're, it's gory, but given like the they, strive the striving for yeah. realism, <laughs> like um, like they how much does a turtle cost? <laughs> <laughs> down the market any turtle a pan any turtle a pan um the last scene uh back to our blonde haired friend who gets his johnson torn off um when his head is uh off his body on the floor and they're they're munching through his body that's that was apparently bacon wrapped around fake ribs and like pork <laughs> pork loins and stuff which then eventually got covered in maggots very uh, the actors were saying, but um, they they just use pork pretty much for the most part, and like and pigs, pig intestines, obviously, which you do because yeah. it's the closest to human. But I think for the most part it was pork, so that can't cost much. And to be fair, most of like hiring a boat out there can't have cost much. That's what that's what yeah. I mean. It's that seems quite high. It's given... probably the shots in New York. Yeah, yeah, you know. And tiny, tiny little segue. 
what I've noticed from watching more and more Giallo films, New York is a f- big feature. New York is the, is in the opening of Cannibal Ferox. New York is in the opening of this. New York is the opening of Zombie Flesh Eaters. Uh, zombie zombie on the boat. So is it? Oh, you were mm-hmm. yeah, you were talking about Zombie Holocaust. If it feels, yeah, it's opening medical school in New York. I think. I, I I looked up that film after you mentioned it, and that's I'm gonna be looking into that very soon. Yeah, it kind of makes it feel like they're all connected in the same sort of universe mm. in a way. When will these people learn not to go to these places with cannibals? Every fucking film. It's it's the same it's the same group of people that insist on doing archaeology on Mars. Like that's never that's never works out well in any film I've ever seen them do it. <laughs> Did they do that in Ghosts on Mars? Ghosts on Mars is oh, that's, yeah, the, that's, a, that's a rough I mean, film. <laughs> to some extent Total Recall has that element to it. There's a bunch of stuff. Don't don't ever do archaeology on Mars, kids. Mission to Mars. Doom. Doom's great. (laughs) Doom's great. Uh. Howdy, folks. Tom here. Um, The next part of the podcast is missing about a minute of audio. Not really sure what happened in the recording, but hey-ho, just wanted to give you a bit of background context as to what we were talking about. We decided to start discussing the why the characters in the film are, um, are still filming whilst traumatic events are occurring, their reasoning behind it, because uh, it's a point we've made in the podcast in previous episodes regarding POV horror films as to you really need a... a you really need context and a reason as to why these characters are still filming rather than just I'm filming a ghost, but why am I filming a ghost? Okay. Uh, and that's what we delve into next. So just wanted to give you a heads up as I have no idea why a minute was missing. Um, but yeah, on with the show. Literally being killed or yeah. two of them have been killed at that point. Yeah. And the last two are still filming. You'd be like, just drop the camera and run. And they don't, they keep filming to the bitter end. Um, and it is sort of, it's unrealistic, but also the way, the what they've done to sort of keep the cameras rolling and to, to you know, to get the good footage yeah. up to that point. It, yeah, it's like, like you say, the film is, for them, the film is above everything else. and It's their life. It's it's, it's mm. everything. And even, even if they, I mean, do they honestly think they're going to get out of there after they've just seen Blondie get, uh, he got, I mean, he got yeah. a stake through him and then taken away and killed. They filmed that. They didn't care about helping. Also, they filmed it. They had zoomed in. They got every angle. Then one of the partners got taken away and horribly assaulted. They filmed that. They what, did. They think they were going to survive this. And what would be the point in constantly filming? They're just obsessed. Yeah, it's it's odd. It is odd. Um. But maybe that's it. Maybe they maybe that's the thought process of the characters at that point. They think, well, we're not going to get out of this, so yeah, why not document it all? But I, I, mm, you think your natural preservation, you know, sense of preservation, would take over, and you would just just bolt it. Um, well, they're not the smartest people because there's a point where they they have a guide a bit earlier on in the film. They have a guide who. Who dies by a snake bite? You know, he's he, it snakes mm. in his boot, 
but then they they literally say they just they decide to move on and just go with their instincts they've no idea where they're going yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are fucking idiots you really are idiots granted yeah. they end up in the place they want to get to but yeah i mean that's yeah that's like sort of usual slasher level dumb yeah. teens sort of isn't it oh completely yeah we, we know these, what's but, best but these characters are unlikable for a whole bunch of other reasons it's not just because they're obnoxious teenagers it's because they're despicable people that are exploitative and um yeah and i mean you know, the, the main to... the main thing they do that really is i think it really sets it all off is when they they tried to burn the whole tribe yeah. in the hut um for their gain it's all for yeah. their gain yeah they're basically they're essentially trying to stage a shot aren't they to sort yeah. of say oh, oh it's warfare between the tribes and it's not yeah. it's just it's just them walking in and essentially trying to murder everybody it's yeah they, it, they, they it's sort of round them up like principle round them up like cattle mm. because they don't see them as just another human being they see them as savages or cavemen like that they've not evolved like the white man has yeah so we i can mean do what we is, want with them it, it, this is one of the key like themes of the film yeah. really it's sort of behind all the, the you know the the controversy is that there is a a certain social commentary on this of Completely. in this film and that that is it it's the arrogance of white colonialism basically and uh the sense of entitlement and yeah but yeah they 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 deserve every everything that they get they really do if it was before this shot or after but they they end up at the location with the woman on the spike which is kind of one of the more iconic images of this film Mm -hmm. um big big spike in the end it's it's going up her backside uh, coming out of her mouth yeah really iconic image and as they're 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 standing there looking up at her, uh, Alan Yates, the the main um, filmmaker, he's smiling like whoa. And the guy behind the camera is like, no, 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 no cut it out, no, look, look, distraught. And he suddenly changes his his attitude. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is horrible. Because they'll cut that out, put that bit in, and make it look like yeah, this is horrible. They care, but isn't isn't that the girl they rape? Isn't that? Yes, I believe it is, and I think That's that is again is. down to the whole uh, virginity thing, Vir- yeah, a virginity aspect of their tribal tribal rules and and whatnot. Yeah, so not only have they, um, you know, attacked and defiled this poor girl, but they're ultimately yeah. responsible for her death as well because she's mm-hmm. now, um, a victim of the you know their tribal laws or or whatever their their culture the rules yeah. of their cult of, of, of culture through no fault of her own no no <laughs> absolutely no fault of her own but you know if she'd have been sort of having it away with the chief's son she probably would have been punished in the same way but she was attacked by outsiders and and punished for it yeah they, and like you said then they're sort of sniggering about it yeah, it, oh, they're just so fucking they're awful people. <laughs> awful, people. awful, awful people. They really that, are. It's beyond. And again, the theme of it, rape. Um, all three of them attack her. 
all oh. three of the because we've got three guys and one woman, but one of the guys, uh, their character's name uh, escapes me, is with uh, Francesca, the the female yeah. of the group. Yeah, yeah. And she just lets it happen. She just lets. She lets it happen. Well, say not only does she let it happen, but she she complains that they're wasting film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the film's the important thing. <laughs> that she complains that why are we filming? You know, she she she. It's not like. Not, not that it's happening, not yeah. that it's her partner that's taking part in it, but because they're wasting film on this when they could be filming something better. Oh, I don't, it's yeah, precious, precious film. It's I, the, uh, the, the um, it's awful. I, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm speculating here a little bit back to Blair Witch and how the main character in that, the, the female name again, escapes me. She states in that film that. The filming, it's all I've got. It's all I've got. Like, it's its its her life. And it's the same with this. It's, it's all they've got. As you say, we, we're, we're wasting film. Don't worry about the woman that's being sexually assaulted by three men. The mm. film is the important thing. Yeah. That's a bit of parallel there. How the fit, like, don't worry about what the fuck's going on in these woods. These random um, stick people that are hanging from the trees. The filming is all she's got. That's what's so important to them. Yeah. To these people. Granted, Cannibal Holocaust, they're horrible people, as we've said many times. <laughs> many times. You take away yeah. one thing from this podcast. <laughs> the people yeah. in Cannibal Holocaust are horrible people. But I like... I, I do. They are horrible people, but I like the fact you're led to believe they're innocent in it at the beginning because then you get the nice sort of... Okay. Oh, they're actually not. Where's... It's a bit of a twist rather than they're just nice people gone to the woods and been eaten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's generally That's how it is. That's how it is in horror films, yeah. It's innocent people wandering into a situation where you know, they're 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 attacked for purely by being in the wrong place at the wrong time or yeah. um it's not all I mean, like I say, you get bratty kids and bratty teenagers and and unlikable characters but they're generally not awful people to the no you know and committing crimes and sins to the to the magnitude that the the, the filmmakers in cannibal holocaust are you want the jock um, and the cheerleader to get killed to get booted yeah. off you know because they're annoying they're unlikable not deplorable human beings yeah not, not like because they are they, not because they deserve it just because yeah. It's kind of yeah, that's kind of the fun of it, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, but like you said, the and the, the title of the movie, and you know, that's that suggests that that everybody in the, the the antagonists, the evil people, the 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 villains of the piece are the the cannibals, are the tribes people, yeah. and and we see that that's not the case. It's it's very much the the intruders that are causing the causing the problems. Um, White man. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, <sighs> it's it's a hard film to. It is a hard film to like. I don't really class these podcast episodes as reviews. I class them more as discussions, mm. you know, because. But it's a hard one to just discuss in general. Like, like we've gone through the major points i think for the most part rather than going through it shot by shot that would be mm-hmm. that would 
that would be an even worse decision to do for this film going through it shot yeah. by shot oh god here we go again not another scene like this again oh no not another i mean there's murder. there's a lot there, there are a lot of yeah. um reactions to this film and you know mm. from from the moment it came out to what we're like 40 years on there's yeah. a lot of people that have talked about it and uh in various depths and various degrees and it's not that is that it's not that's it's not going to go away like i said the le one of the legacies of this film is mm. its notoriety yeah. uh Out of and the you floor. can't sorry go on i was just gonna just say you can't discuss it properly yeah. without discussing yeah. the the themes and the content and you know the... Yeah, you can't hide away from it. It is no. what it is. It's uh, it's a hard watch. Out of the four uh, film uh, directors at the end, obviously Blondie gets Blondie gets it first. Then Francesca gets kidnapped. Then we've got the two guys left. Mm -hmm. Do we we see uh, Alan? Uh, the last shot of the film is Alan's head covered in blood, being thrown to the floor and the camera beside yeah. him and being battered. Do we see the fourth person, the, the third guy get killed on camera? I don't know that we... I can't remember. I don't know do. that we do. I don't know that we do. He runs off. I mean, I'd assume he would, obviously. They'll catch him and... Well, I mean, that's cannon. that's who... That's the camera is pointing at him running off, isn't it? And then he yeah. gets, like, attack from behind or or from yeah. off camera i assume and then you see his head so i mean it's it's definitely implied that there's no there's yeah. no survivor um, how, how but i don't think you? but i don't think we actually see it so i mean i suppose if you want to just talk generally about you know the film and the horror elements the body count is relatively low yeah um well I mean, apart half from the, the village gets burned, yeah. but... <laughs> apart from them, you know. <laughs> Look at that. But so... if you think about it, like, in the same way you think of, like, a Friday film or, or something like that, yeah. you've got, like, a, you know, 10 murders, 10 deaths, 10 set pieces, 10 kills to discuss. Um, the, it's only, you know, okay, it's a whole bunch of people, but it's one event, and then you've got, like, three other people that we see die, four other people that we see die. It's not a, it's not a huge... Um, it's really not no uh, no one in the first half of the film being the professor his guide and the uh, I want to say translator I think his name was Miguel um, he's the mm. guy who um, has one of the tribes people on a rope to sort of lead them into yeah. the tribe I don't think I don't think either of them None of them die because the professor gets accepted by the tribe, which yeah. then leads us back to New York. So, first off, the film none of our main cast die. Uh, no, uh, I think we see a couple of we see a couple of people get shot. Maybe a couple of the tribes people get shot because there's like a yeah. war because essentially they step in and help one tribe yeah. fight off another, don't they? And I think maybe a couple of people get shot, um, yeah. but it's not. Like, I don't class that in the same way that is like an up-close, gory, somebody getting their castrated and their head chopped off ill in the, no. the sort of real horror movie sense of the word. It's it's almost like the way people are shot in old westerns and a gun goes bang, somebody falls over yeah. and you don't. <laughs> yeah. You're not really seeing anything. 
It's a very theatrical uh, falling over. Mm. Um, the the word though we talk about the kill count, the word Holocaust. I mean, in theory, like it it, it doesn't just mean obviously what happened in World War the, the horrors of World War Two. It I I fairly certain it, it does just mean genocide. It, it's a it's another term for it anyway in a way. And if the kill count is so low, I mean. Does it kind of not send the wrong message, but give the impression that there should be a higher kill count, really? I or think just, it's a, just, just a big word. It's got a lot of... The, there's a lot of weight to that yeah, completely. word, isn't there? It's, yeah. it, it's purely for the shock value, for the connotations that it has. Yeah, there's no positive thinking behind that word whatsoever. So. No. Um. Yeah. So I, it's it's used. That word is used purely yeah. for the for the connotations that it has for the for the imagery that it conjures up and yeah for the shock value of it. There was one. Um, there's one quote at the beginning. Um, I think it's from the news reporter or the professor. I re- it really stuck with me that it's before we venture into space, we should be more familiar with our own planet. And that's true. Like, for instance, we know, well, space is near enough infinite. We know more about space than we do, like, the depths of our oceans. The rainforest, mm-hmm. we're still discovering, you see the old, old time on the, on the news, really shitty pic- aerial pictures of tribes pointing up that we've never discovered before. Like, there's so much we don't know about the Earth. Even yeah. in modern times. And I mean not to I mean there probably there there probably are tribes like this. Cannibalistic tribes. I, I, I'm pretty I'm there are, well, there are certainly tribes that we know of that practice cannibalism until fairly recently. Mm. Um but like I say, there are other tribes that are still we know about them, but they are still isolated. There was a case Fairly recently, wasn't there about um, a backpacker going to oh, yes an island? I can't remember where it is now. Forgive me. Uh, and and I can't remember which country's government sort of protect that island, but it's a no-go area yeah. because there's a tribe that live there that that have always shown hostility to people. It was about with spears to, and uh, bows, yeah. Um, De- so basically, fact, yeah. they are protected by the the whichever relevant government it is, and they sort of say like, you know, it, it is a crime to go there, to because to stop the to just leave them alone. There's no reason to to interfere with these people. But yeah, there was a there was a backpacker. Yeah, I found it. Uh, oh, yeah. Have- the Sen Sentinelese, uh, I may have butchered that, of course. Sentin- uh, Sentinelese people, uh, between 40 and 50 members of uh, this tribe living on this island. It's impossible to estimate the exact numbers. Most, Perhaps the most aggressive and uncontacted tribe that exists. Mm. Nearly every attempt at contact ended in disaster and sometimes death, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's... there's... It does happen. You do hear about it occasionally. Oh, it's uh, North Sentinel, North Sentinel Island, off the coast of 
Thailand, in the Bay of yeah, in the Bay yeah. of Bengal. It's a pretty big island. And uh, you get yeah, there's there was a a missionary that tried to take religion to them and got killed. See now, this is this is us us Western white man. My in my uh, interest, I'm I'm interested. Like I, I want to know more about them now. But like. You should just leave leave them alone. But, like, but leave, don't yeah. sp- leave them alone. Don't spread our Western values to them. <laughs> no, and and that's what and that's what this film that's what Cannibal Holocaust is a commentary yeah. on. Um, in a, in a lot of ways, it is about that arrogance of of Western civilization, feeling like we own the world, um, and yeah. have right every right to be in every part of it, and it's you know. It's not the case. No. You know, no. And, and people should be left to live how they want to live. Um, and, so, you know, and certainly not to, you know, be setting up these shots and things like that. No, um, but the... I mean, I feel, I don't know. what Are there any positives to this film? Because I feel like we're just ragging on it now. Um, uh, oh, here's a fun one. Um so not a fun one it doesn't start fun so when they burnt <laughs> when they burnt the yakumo tribe in the hut uh they went straight on to a scene of uh them having sex on the bamboo oh yeah yeah apparently that that took five takes <laughs> and after the fifth take when they got it one of the people playing the tribesmen came up to them and was like five five times like, <laughs> thinking like this, this, this guy's this guy's <laughs> this guy's a fucking superhero or whatever like a, a warrior he managed to do it five times wow no 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 five what a lad <laughs> <laughs> yeah how would you gone yeah could have been six but you know he went to the go on to the cut oh <laughs> uh, i hope I mean, that's true <laughs> yeah that. <laughs> um did you ever see Kind of relate. Did you ever see Eli Roth's The Green Inferno? I haven't, but I watched the trailer for it last night while doing some uh, research and prep for this. And I did. To be honest, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. But it came, it got mentioned several times in articles I read that that um, and he has flat out said that Cannibal Holocaust was a big inspiration for it. And it, yeah, watching the trailer, oh, it, shows. It, it clearly is. So I will, I will track that down and watch it at some point. Um, that has what you were mentioning earlier about how another sort of slasher, you, you, you kind of, you look for these characters to get killed off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's the same sort of thing in Green Inferno. There are some characters that you don't really care about. Uh, not so deplorable as our characters in this film, but yeah. it, it very much feels like an Eli Roth film. The gore is there in spades. The gore is right. on the top. But it's because, like, the the phrase Green Inferno is the Amazon, and they refer to it in this film. Yeah. They refer to I it think there's a right video game beginning. called Green Inferno as well, actually. Is there now? Green I think so. There's, there's definitely... Um, some sort of jungle survival game that came out fairly recently. Is that the forest? No. No. Oh, survival. No. 
Okay. Green Hell. Oh, Green Hell. Green Hell. Green, Green Hell. Yeah. A relentless but uh, okay. Uh, Which I don't think has any sort of tribal antagonist element to it whatsoever. It's purely about survival in it, surviving in the jungle. But it was just the similar titles that reminded me. Um The thing about Green Inferno though, and I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on it, but from watching the trailer the way the tribes people are depicted in that seems to be a little bit more stereotypical than it is in Cannibal Holocaust. Like everybody is painted yellow, practically got bones sticking out. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Which it's a bit much. It does. It is a bit much in it. It is a bit much. I'm not. I'm not going to say it, but it feels a bit off. It's a bit trying too hard. Mm. And like I say, I've not seen it, so I don't, I don't yeah. know. But it does like that. It's it's surprising that Cannibal Holocaust doesn't do that. You know what I mean? Given yeah. that it's it's an old an old film, you'd kind of expect that sort of aspect to depicting native tribes people more. Uh, you know, in an older film than you would in what. 2013. Yeah, something like that. Dare I say, that's a positive of the Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, They're depicted as, I guess, as closely as real as they could be. Um, Rather than made up to be some goofy, over-the-top tribe that's just so crazy and wild and wacky it's, like it is like fantasy tribes it, it's it's kind of it reminds me of the um the skull islanders in the kong i know exactly uh, what you mean yeah you know what i mean that sort yeah. of real like fantastical um like every every sort of cliche trope you can think of like yeah, the war paint, the sharp teeth, the sh- the you know, animal headdresses, everything you can think of, all slapped on. I think the closest we get like... to that in Cannibal Holocaust is the tree people that they call. Them, yeah, where they're all, I want to say, painted white. They have the whatever it is. They're they're mm-hmm. they're very pale and white, and the chief has some sort of very like uh, some sort of headdress with uh, hail. Grass, yeah, and that—that's about it. It's not overkill, and every other tribe is either there's one that they're they're, they're I want to say they're very they're very they have very dark makeup all over them, and then there's another tribe that are normal, and they're all just wearing maybe a little pouch around the genitals. That's about it. They got long. Oh I mean, yeah, hair. and I'm not I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying there's no evidence for that anywhere. But it's no. It does seem to be very sort of pronounced and over the top from what I saw in in the Inferno trailer. It's um, all right. It's not the worst film. It, it's an. I'll give it a. Watch. It's an Eli Roth film. You can tell. You'll be able to tell it's an Eli Roth film from it. Um, and he's he tries to get some. Uh, he tries to get some sort of modern day context across as well in it. Um, it's about like chopping down rainforest. It's about yeah 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 yeah. yeah. There seemed to be an, a, a strange amount of high-vis jackets in it from what I could yeah. gather from the trailer. I was like, this just... It, 
they've got correct PPE on, I guess. Yeah, it's just well seemed done. really weird. It just seemed a really weird thing. Past your health and safety. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they've all got CSCS cards and they've, <laughs> they've, they've had their induction. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just stood out as being really funny. I look like a serial killer on my CSCS card. It's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I, I don't think anybody looks good on those things. Mine's terrible <laughs> as well. My M-Post card is just as bad. Um, yeah, much else on there. I mean, like we said, it's it's a hard one to discuss. I feel like we have discussed it. I feel like we, we have discussed all the main points. I mean, I just a couple of points just to kind of wrap things yeah. up and talk a little bit more about the legacy of it as we sort of opened by saying this film is has its place in the timeline of horror as being an yeah. important film. And one of the things that it, it kind of brought to the table is the found footage. It's one of the earliest examples of found footage film. I don't know yeah, if that's... Uh, what... Certainly a, a, a famous example yes. of found footage, if not the first. It, it, it's one that everybody knows. Uh, and... We, yeah. I think people know it's more than say Peeping Tom. I think Peeping Tom mm. was one of the first proper found, like not ah, ah. But then you say found footage or POV. Um, you got I difference. mean, it's found footage. It's, it's quite literally found footage. Yeah. Okay. As found footage, it's definitely probably the first. But you got POV, which is still found footage. But POV is probably Peeping Tom. This is definitely found footage. Um, and. We've, I mean, we've mentioned Blair Witch, or you've mentioned Blair Witch a couple of times while we've been discussing this, and I think, yeah, um, in in certainly in documentaries about Holocaust I've seen, Blair Witch comes up quite a lot, and I I think I, if I remember rightly, the makers of Blair Witch Project hadn't seen Cannibal Holocaust before they made their film. Really now? Yeah, and they were kind of they made their film, and it was like, have you? But the the obvious parallel is that a lot of people thought that was real as well. Yep. So that's the yeah. big parallel between Cannibal Holocaust and the, and the, its sort of its legacy is that then you know, ten years ish later we got um, another found footage film that a lot of people thought was was real and had or had probably just as big a sort of mythology surrounding it about what was real and what wasn't real and what happened as in um, so t- 10 years in blair witch 10 years later because yeah blair when witch was blair witch 99 so just oh was 20... it was it so late oh yeah just under 20 years okay 20, 20 years, years then yeah. 20 years later yeah. um i was i don't my head it was early 90s but that's me showing my age hey 99 to going. me was a was a few years ago <laughs> <laughs> um but oh yeah so okay 20 years later but um yeah, there's. I mean, there's obvious. Yeah, but like I said, there's, there's, those parallels remain. That yeah, uh, it, it is the same thing. So yeah, and apparently they they hadn't seen um, Cannibal Holocaust until after the fact, and they were like, "Oh yeah, wow, no, we had no idea. We've just we've just done the same thing." Kind of, um, which uh, and it, it's and it's also, I guess, a benchmark for extreme horror. I mean, oh, without doubt. You know, without doubt. We've we've talked about Green Inferno filmmakers that have come later have attempted to do 
if not the same sort of storyline, everybody's case, there's like an arms race for the most extreme horror film you can make or the more sh showing the most violence or being the most gratuitous or yeah, um, Serbian film. Oh, yeah, it's just it's so no, bad. They, I, I would probably watch this over that if I had to choose. Yeah, if I had to choose one of the I two, definitely I definitely don't need to watch that again. No, ever. I didn't really need to watch it <laughs> in the first no. place. I what I went into that very blind. I didn't. I knew nothing about it before I saw it. You know um, everything about it now. Mm, too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. I I think out of all of after after watching this and learning about it, I think the learning about it has been the most interesting part. Yeah behind the scenes stuff like anything you saw in cursed films episode which i yeah. had seen that came out documentary i imagine watched. i imagine that cursed films episode uses a lot from the documentary that you watched i imagine there's no, i, I um, doubt there's nothing new to, to i doubt I it's saying anything so. new no i think so the documentary came really? out in 2021 um i know the cursed films is quite recent as well but this documentary felt very i want to say indie um there's a okay. scottish director it's, it's not it's not big uh, it's it's filmed on like handy cams and yeah, yeah. it's he he just went out of his way and managed to get get these scoops. You know, he he spoke mm -hmm. to uh, the guy that played Alan Yates. He spoke to the dubber of the film, the guy who did the dubbing, who also did dubbing okay. for so many Italian films. He spoke to one of the tribes people that worked in the film. Oh, really? Um, he went the uh, this tribes person took them to some of the locations that they were shot like up the river uh oh that's interesting yeah it kind of felt like everything that needed to be said had been said so it'd just be sort of rehashing but that's interesting i'll try and, yeah i'll guess i'll watch it at some point it is yeah it's very interesting it's uh it, it yeah very interesting very very thought-provoking as well but i i agree i agree with what you're saying sort of Mm. the the behind the scenes stories and things are more interesting not more interesting than the film but mm. yeah I, I, there's there is only so much animal cruelty and rape scene sake exactly it's, <laughs> really? like, it's like a film once you've seen i mean i've seen this three times now yeah once you once you've seen it once it's very much enough compared to other horror films but compared to other horror films it's probably one of the ones you're more interested to learn the backstory and scandals yeah. and con controversy behind it yeah the, there's a lot of interesting stories and and uh yeah commentary yeah. on on it yeah definitely i, I mean yeah the, we're we're two guys on a podcast talking about cannibal holocaust there are a lot of podcasts out there and youtube videos out there talking about this film because it's it is a notorious yeah controversial um example of of extreme horror how uh like i say it's got that it's got that extra element that people thought it was real there's a court case assigned to it most of the cast hated being in it. There's like, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff surrounding it. Yeah. Outside of the actual film itself. I can imagine there's other like, other shows on YouTube, horror shows on YouTube or podcasts that will 
deep dive into, say, more of the animal murders and the rape scenes and the assaults. And it's... You don't need to. You just don't need to. It's there. We can tell you it's there. Why? Why? Why get, not pleasure, but entertainment from discussing mm. fictional rape and sexual assault and all that and, and then and actual real animal murders it's not that entertaining it's rather it's no. more about discussing it and points behind it um yeah it, it's it's like it's like you said at the at the top of this it's a checklist film yeah it, it's it one is. to it's one to watch so you can save seeing it yeah and then go and watch something better <laughs> nicer I still, I still want that 4K edition though. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like as a collector's, I, I yeah. appreciate it as a collector's piece, as a collector's item. I, 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 I saw that Blu-ray copy and I thought, ah, yeah, I'd, I'd have it as, I'd have it in the collection. Probably wouldn't watch it again. No, or wouldn't no, rush wouldn't. to watch it again. No, but I'd have it in the collection as, yeah, yeah uh, you know, it, it's a big film for the genre. Yeah, it's an important film. Um, I would also love... I think we, we mentioned before in the last episode when we said we were going to do this. Uh, oh, God, what's it called? Is it uh, Vip, Vipco? Vip, Vipco? Yeah, Vipco. Vipco's Vault. The Vipco Vault of Horror. That's the um, image. I used that, that VHS image, VHS cover image for the poster on the, the video version of this template to all you video watchers. So it's in the middle between us because that's the one I remember first about ever seeing about this film seeing that in hmv big type big skulls at the top big font cannibal holocaust and i'm like whoa i need to see this at some point because this sounds mental again back to the two words cannibal and holocaust it's <laughs> i mean if you called it cannibal blood holocaust yeah. there's not many other words that you could put with that to be as extreme those are very two very extreme words yeah when you see that as a kid you're very very um what's the, what's the word as a kid you're very not you're very inf- I don't know, very influenced by stuff like that not influenced um uh i'm drawn to impressed by uh, yeah i was very drawn to things like that yeah because uh, it was very uh not the norm it was stuff at the back of hmv the hidden sort of stuff you know, yeah you want to see show people i mean the um, thing about seeing something like this on the shelf in a video shop or like a rental shop store or or, or H&B or somewhere you're going to buy something from is that it's probably going to have previously banned yeah. or extreme or with even more extreme footage like yeah. plastered somewhere all over. It's very sensational. It yeah. knows what it is. And it's just occurred to me that we've got through this pretty much this entire podcast without saying video nasty. I and of don't course, know if we did. I don't know if we did say video nasty. And this is the video nasty. This title is it is synonymous with that whole um debate and that whole scandal about extreme cinema and um Yeah. This is the well, one of the original sort of poster films of the of the video nasty. That's what I was going to say, the poster Craze. child of it. Yeah, it's the poster child of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, like how, I don't know, Superman is the poster child of DC or Batman. Cannibal Holocaust is the poster child of Vizio Nasties. <laughs> and it is, it's got, um, like, I say, it's got, like I said, it's got that legacy as being, you know, the 
the extreme film out of extreme films. Yeah. So um, that's, that's something. I, I, I think I think we're done being sad. <laughs> I think that there's a there's a reason why like we we've been doing this for now a year. This is probably like I said, other than Mother's Day, probably the most extreme film we've done on the series. And I think you've got to sprinkle these in, but but with a big gap in between. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be a while before we do another one like this. Um. But yeah, I think I think we hear all the points. Um, yeah, do, do you uh, you know what's Tom, next week? Oh, what would you say you've had your fill of cannibalism? I've oh man, so <laughs> I, man, so like I said, I I've, this is the third time I've seen this, but I watched it Thursday now, Monday, Monday and Tuesday lunch break. Tuesday evening, I started searching for Cannibal Holocaust, the documentary. I finished that yesterday, lunch break. Started Cannibal Ferox last night. Yeah, that is a lot. But, oh, I, I'm, I'm pooped. I'm done. That is a lot. A lot of cannibalism. I'm done yeah. with cannibalism. <laughs> You're here I'm, first. He's given up. I'm gonna go watch some Simpsons or something just to <laughs> cleanse, cleanse the palate. It does even yeah. Talking about it for this length of time, it it does feel like I need to watch. Yeah. Something. Something, some the good life. A couple the of episodes old. of the good life. I didn't. I didn't mind. Some Bob life. Ross painting videos. Something wholesome. There we go. Bob. Ro- Bob Ross is the epitome opposite end of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna paint a happy little cannibal here. Just, <laughs> just give him a friend there, and yeah. It's just is that on a happy little spike? <laughs> <laughs> um. But next week, do you? Uh, you're you're going to be here next week. Um, I will. Do you? You know what next week is? You know what we're doing next week? Um, I should know. I know I should know because I saw well, the, the schedule, but I can't remember. Well, it is on the schedule. We only miss. We only mixed up these two weeks because of situ, uh, situations we out of our control, which is fine. Next week, I put on the schedule was not so much a film, but I wanted. I I felt like a, a topic episode and discussing what really hang on, I'm gonna get this wrong what really scares you in horror I believe that's what it is like what certain people find paranormal scary certain people find home intrusion scary you know I, I find that very interesting and what different people find scary in horror um I put it out there on my personal social media I got some feedback and some of the points are quite interesting so be interesting to see what you what your points are. Mm-hmm. Mine go back and forth and have a little discussion about that. And then uh, in our own time, we'll come up with a nice little schedule for February. Um, okay. I've I've got one fun one specifically in mind. I will mention to you off podcast. Nice. Uh, it's we'll for a specific it. date in February. I will say. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wonder what that could be oh pancake day although which <laughs> uh, well i mean i think it's pretty obvious what the date is but i wonder what film it is oh there we go exactly uh. yeah one of many um right no more cannibalism we're getting the hell out of here um thank you again for not stopping by for being the co-host while hey. t is taking the sabbatical absolutely my pleasure you are it is now a trio. The Dreadcast is now a trio. You are not a special co-host. You are now part of the... It was the Dreadful Duo I was labelling as. You are the Dreadful Trio now. So. The Dreadful Trio. There we I go. Like it. Happy, um, happy, happy, happy to be here. Yep. 
again, f- follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube, all by searching The Dreadcast, and Instagram, the underscore dreadcast. You can follow Aiden below him, uh, at Aiden Troll. And how's, how's that Twitch planning going? Oh, that, I, well, I've, I'm, I'm doing a podcast now, so I don't know when I'm going to get... Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I need to just jump back in and do a stream. Just I'm kind of... Thing is, generally speaking, I'm not really playing very much at the minute. There's no games out that are particularly grabbing me, so I just generally haven't been gaming. When something comes out that I'm, I want to play, yeah. then I'll probably switch the camera on. Let's go play Green Hell. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe maybe I find okay, so game about cannibals, the forest. Oh god. No, no more. No more. I don't even want to hear the word anymore. No more. No more. Right. We're getting the hell out of here. Until next time, folks. Um yeah, next week. Discussion episode. What do you find scary in horror? Um follow us both below. I did that, did the podcast, did that. I think that's it. That is it. And Thanks for next listening, time. guys. Oh, yeah. I always forget to say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, Until next time. Do you know this bit? No, I'll do it. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. And sweet Stay dreams. Spooky. Sweet dreams. <laughs>